Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, July 21st, and thanks for tuning in. I've got a fantastic show lined up for you this evening. But before we get started, we have a few announcements. Celebrity designer Douglas Says is premiering his new collection for full-figure women called Plus You. If you're in New York, check out this fashion show premiering the new line Sunday August 10th at Escalita. To attend, you must RSVP before August 8th at plusu.rsvp at live.com. And you can visit him online at MySpace at myspace.com slash Douglas Says. Save the date, the third annual Hollywood Now Love Your Body Day, produced by me, will be Sunday, October 12th from 12 to 4 p.m., For more information, visit loveyourbodyday.com. And one of our favorite stores, Torrid, is holding a model search. Visit torrid.com to download the application, and all you have to do is mail in the application with the 8x10 photograph. The deadline is July 31st, so you have 10 days left. So if you haven't already submitted, it's not too late. And if you're interested in being a tour model, you're at an advantage today because joining us later will be Michael Anthony, Torrid's photographer, to give us the inside scoop on modeling for Torrid. Also joining us this evening is Joy Nash, creator of the popular online series Fat Rant. But first up is Natasha Doeswalt. Natasha Doeswalt is the founder and president of Peak Models and Talent. As a former model, she has a rare form of experience on both sides of the business as a model and an agent. Natasha was a fit model for 15 years, making her an expert in the field of fit modeling. Her insight in both aspects of the business makes her an expert when it comes to bookings and negotiations. Under the direction of Natasha, Peak Models and Talent is one of the top modeling and talent agencies in the Los Angeles area. So let's welcome Natasha to the show. Hello. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Did I pronounce your name correctly? You did great. Good, good. So let's start off with your career before you decided to become an agent. You started off with modeling. So what were some of your successes as a model? Well, as a model, I kind of fell into the business by accident. I was uh, at a place in my life in my young years where I needed money desperately, and somebody took me to a swimsuit company, and it turned out to be Catalina Swimwear. 
Okay. I booked the job, was really excited. I thought, well, why did they want me? But I fit the suits, and that was what it came down to is I was the right size. Mm-hmm. And my, I think my biggest uh, success was the amount of people I met over the course of those years was staggering. I would go from job to job, and I made it my business to collect everyone's card, everyone's contact, because I knew that this was a short-lived thing, and mm-hmm. someday I needed to turn it into something else. And so that was my, my goal at all times was to form a business later on. But and I would so say meeting meeting people was it for me. And so you kept those connections that you made through networking, and you used it today when you're trying to book jobs for your models at your agency. Exactly. I, I collected model cards. When I worked on a job, I'd say to all the girls, give me your card. If I ever hear of something, I'll keep you in mind. And then I would collect the contacts from the people I met who were doing the hiring. And I thought, you know, with all these people, we've got to be able to do something else. And that's how it kind of turned into being an agent. Why did you decide to take the leap from model to agent? Did you um, only fall into model temporarily and never, you know, decided to stay in modeling long term? Or you just saw an opportunity? I think for me it was... I've always had a little more of a business head. I really like that aspect. And I also knew that there was only one of me, and Mm -hmm. one person can only do so much. And I really liked the idea of kind of getting other people involved and helping them fulfill their dream. My dream was more to manage the business end. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed modeling, but it wasn't satisfying that need to do, like, negotiating and that Mm -hmm. type of thing. I loved that. That was my, my skill. So when you decide to have a career change, um, was health an issue with making the career change? Because I know you were diagnosed with cancer in 2006. No, so, you know, that was came much later. I already had the agency for 10 years when I got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, a form of cancer that attacks the lymphatic system. So mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with it. I was already an agent for quite a while. Oh, and, and I was established. Yeah, I was an established agency, and I was very surprised when I was diagnosed. I was actually at Disneyland the day before, had no idea I was walking around with this <laughs> life-threatening disease in my body. And oh, so you didn't feel bad or anything? I had a dry cough. You know when your voice goes out and you kind of get that Demi Moore <laughs> voice thing going? It's, right. That's what happened to me. And it was going on for about two weeks, and I thought, this is going on too long. I should get this checked out. Went in, got a chest X-ray. By 6 o'clock that night, I was being rushed into specialist after specialist. Next thing I heard, one of the doctors on the phone saying, I've got this woman here, she has three small children, and it looks really bad. I need you to see her. And at that moment, it occurred to me that I was the only one left in the doctor's office, and I went, oh, my gosh, she's talking about me. So that that was my beginning of my journey to recovery was finding out that I had cancer. Well, did you have to step back from some of your responsibilities at the agency to take care of your health? I did. I had to take a leave for about seven months. I had to go through chemo and several surgeries, but, you know, through that, I I had a great staff of people helping me out, and so things ran on, but I just really had to step out because I was not well enough to carry on for those months. Wow. But all is good now. I'm clear. Clear and That's good to know. Yeah. So since then, what has been your agency's biggest accomplishment 
Well, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, what have we done? And I feel very proud of all the type of jobs we've booked. We've booked Nokia, Intel, uh, many of the big product lines, um, Sony. But I think my biggest accomplishment when I look at the business as a whole is hearing the models call me up and say, can I get copies of my income because I'm buying my first house? Wow, just through modeling. Yeah, and that's a huge accomplishment for anybody, you know, any young person taking charge of their life. And I feel really proud to be part of that process for somebody. So I feel that's a major accomplishment for the model and for us to be a part of that. I just love that. And that's happened many times over at the girls, you know, and just to see somebody taking care of themselves and realizing that they do have control of their destiny if they decide to do the work. So you have a couple of models under you that are able to pursue it full time. Yes, quite a few. Our biggest um, success in that area is fit modeling. Fit modeling is that little area of the business that everybody kind of looks over. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not as glamorous, but it pays well. If they hire you, you get hired all the time. You're on staff pretty much with a company. You get booked daily for fittings, and it's a very reliable source of income as long as your measurements don't fluctuate. Right. So your company represents models um, in six locations, including Los Angeles, New York, Miami, Las Vegas, Dallas, and San Diego. So do you have physical offices in all of those locations, or do you represent them out of the Los Angeles office? Right now we're representing people out of the Los Angeles office. I go to those cities to go scout models, and we have a roster of those models. I physically meet them. I have family back in New York. We go visit family in New York and Miami, and different cities will just go and make a trip of this is the week we're going to cast for models. Mm-hmm. But we do not right now have physical locations there. But with the Internet and faxing and phone, it's almost unnecessary at this point in time. Right. So those that are um, out of Los Angeles, you can do direct bookings with? We usually don't, well, it depends. We don't do that many direct bookings because the clients always want to have the models come in, try on the garments, make sure they look like their pictures, and so we'll set up a casting, and that's how it goes. We'll, they'll say, we need some girls. In fact, we have girls right now working the Miami Swim Show mm-hmm. that are um, in Miami that we sent to clients booking out of Miami, and they didn't want to pay airfare or hotel they might be California-based companies that mm-hmm. are doing a show out there, but they know we have models already living in the area, so we just oh, directly okay. book them that way. Okay. So when you started your agency, um, was the plus-size division already established when you started, or is this a, a fairly new division for you? You know, I, we've always had plus-size people with the agency because as a fit modeling agency, there's a wide range of sizes needed. So I never thought of it as, oh, these girls are plus, these are petite. I just signed up people that fit different sizes. And so we've had it since day one, and we've always been really happy to have every range of size with the agency. So what do you look for in a plus-size model to offer representation? We are looking for measurements mainly. Uh, How can I word this? Proportionate measurements. I don't have them in front of me, but... And it depends on the designer. Certain designers will want like a size 1X or a 2X or a size mm-hmm. 18. So we're looking for people who fit those general sizes. Mm-hmm. If you're real, if you're like a size small on the top and size you know large on the bottom, that's not as easy to fit. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we're looking for a little more proportionate. Like if you go into a store and you notice, boy, everything kind of fits me in my size, you mm-hmm. should probably give us a call. <laughs> Well, um, is there any particular looks that you look for, or are you um, focused mainly on fit modeling? We do also do print modeling, so looks are important. We like the full package. You know, a lot of models will come in, and they have really beautiful portfolios, but in person they don't always do their hair or their nails. But what models need to remember is when you walk in to see a client, they can't get past what they see in front of them. They might see your book and say, oh, she has great pictures, but if your physical person is not reflective of somebody who's taken the time to do your hair and your nails and dress nice, chances are you might not book that job. Right. So it's and really with photo, important. With Photoshop, you can make pictures look any kind of way these exactly. days. Exactly. <laughs> so have you ever denied someone representation because of a past project that you felt didn't fit with the image of your agency? We've never denied. I haven't ever really heard of anybody doing past work that was, you know, that didn't fit our image because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think the only time we've had to let somebody go is we had a model in the past that wasn't showing up for jobs, and when she was there, she evidently was taking some type of substance. Uh-huh. And the client called us and said, look, we think there's a problem. And we called her and said, we'd like to talk to you about this. And she said, I can't do this anymore, and that was the last we heard of her. But we wanted to get her some type of help, but she completely disappeared. Wow. But that was probably the only time we had to step in and go, what's going on? But as far as what they did prior, I don't I don't really know. I, I don't really keep track of what the models do before. I usually see their portfolio and get an idea of the type of work they've done. So, But we've never denied anybody representation for any reason. Well, um, what kinds of jobs are the plus models booking at your agency? I know you're really strong and fit. Correct. And um, and we do also do catalog and print. Um, catalog, you know, clothing catalogs, print for campaigns, depending mm-hmm. on what the clients are looking for. So Anything that uh, we might be familiar with that maybe we've seen? Um, Bloomingdale's hired one of our ladies. Oh, okay. So that was one. I'm trying to think. Um, some our swimsuit girls get hired uh, with what is that line? Ann Cole swimsuits mm-hmm. hires through us. So some of those things, but that would be an in, internal fit issue that you wouldn't realize until you bought the suit and it fit perfectly. Then you go, right. "Wow, this is a good fit." And that's uh, thanks to a nice fit model with Peak Models. So, what tips can you give to ladies out there? that want to model but don't know how to get started? Getting started is the hardest part because, you know, people have the question, do I get pictures, do I spend a lot of money? I think that's one of those issues where, yes, you do need to get some type of photos done to see if you're photogenic, but you don't really need to spend a lot of money on that. There are photographers out there who will trade for photos for your time. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you find somebody like that, make sure to always take someone with you because, you know, you just want to be on the safe side. And I would say you have to be willing to do the work. So many models come along, they sign up with an agency, and they think that the whole world is going to open up and they're going to become a supermodel. It doesn't work that way. It's like any job. You have to put something into it to get something out. You have to show up. You have to be available. You have to be have a great attitude when you go in. Every opportunity is like a job interview. And if you're going in, you know, tired or you know, messy hair or not dressed well, 
that's a reflection of you. And that is one of the things we really do look for when we meet models. We really like a good presentation, and we want somebody who's going to represent the agency nicely when they go out and meet with clients. So, so that when you is walk something. in the door, you're supposed to look like you model. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many girls come in because they are beautiful by nature. They right. assume, oh, I don't have to get dressed this morning. I'll just throw on an old T-shirt and some grimy jeans, and it just doesn't work. How important is um, testing for a model? Testing is important because people change. You know, one day you could look one way. It's just it's so critical, and that's one of the issues I've always had with the whole industry is models will think they get a Z card done or they get their portfolio together, and then they think that's it and that they're just supposed to start booking jobs. But you do have to constantly test. It's like a tennis game. You don't play, you know, tennis players go out and they play over and over and over. Mm-hmm. They don't just learn the game and say, okay, now I know how to play. You keep practicing. Testing is like a model's practice, and you get better shots every time you shoot. Now, is testing as important with fit modeling? No. With fit modeling, there's really no photography involved. Fit modeling is all about your measurements and maintaining your measurements. It's so really if you're a primarily a fit model, do you even focus on your portfolio or...? Not really. What I recommend is just getting a body shot, something that shows your curves and your, you know, figure, and that's about it. And you have we make up at the agency a fit sheet, which includes all of your measurements, any of your experience, and your photo, and that's what we send to the clients. So, how can one someone submit to be a model with your agency? They can go online at www.peakmodels.com, P-E-A-K-M-O-D-E-L-S.com, and, and there's a spot to submit. When someone submits, what kind of pictures are you looking for? Because I know people submit all kind of pictures that aren't appropriate. Yes, <laughs> we get all sorts of interesting things. Um, I would prefer a, a shot of their face and then a three-quarter or full-length body shot. And, and it that's doesn't all have to be professional. No, it doesn't, because we can tell and always list your measurements and height. And now of course, what, what if someone you know puts down measurements and then come in and they're totally the opposite? Way? Oh, well, that happens quite a bit, and that's another <laughs> big problem in our whole fashion industry right now. The sizing has changed, mm-hmm. so they have girls running around calling themselves a size two they're there an 8 or a 10 because the clothing companies are playing games with the sizing. I don't know what's happened lately, but everything's changed. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's imperative that people come in. I personally measure everybody from mm-hmm. head to toe, and that's the best way to get the sizes. And most people don't know their sizes. I'll ask people, what's your hips? They have no idea. <laughs> and so it's really important that you be professionally measured. And how can we go about booking your models if we want to book your models for uh, any gigs? Um, you can go online at www.peakmodels.com, or you can email me, Natasha, at peakmodels.com, and I can uh, you can give me your stats of what you're looking for, plus models, junior models, contemporary models. I can set up a, you know image of pictures to send over, and we can go from there and then set up casting. And can a client 
go to your website and browse through the models, or do you need a password? No, it's an open site. You can see everybody on the website at your leisure. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. I had a great time, and hopefully uh, we'll see some girls come through, and uh, we'll see if we can get them going. Sounds good. So we'll be in touch. Have a great day. All right. Have a good night. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. So we just got through chatting with Natasha Doeswalt with Peak Models and Talent in Los Angeles. So if you're in the Los Angeles area or in any of those cities that she represents, you should submit your pictures and Try out to, for representation. You never know what can happen. Up next is Joy Nash. Joy is an actress and writer from Los Angeles. Her Fat Rant video has nearly 1.5 million views and has been honored by YouTube as one of the most discussed videos of all time and recently recognized as an official honoree for the 2008 Webby Awards in the category of public service and activism. Joy's been performing her fat rent across the country from Chicago to Portland to El Paso and featured on CNN, Entertainment Tonight, and in Bus Magazine. So let's get Joy on. Hi, Joy. You there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Hi, Shanice. Why are you laughing already? Did you like your intro? <laughs> I'm very, very impressed with myself. I had no idea. It was so fabulous. <laughs> when you run it all together like that, it sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, uh, was Fed Rant the first major accomplishment with your acting career, or had you done other things before then? Um, it, 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 yes and no. Um, it was the thing, the first thing that I got a lot of attention for. Absolutely. Um, but I, I went to school for acting, and I, I had a solo show actually, um, a full-length two-hour play that was just me that um, ran for about a month or so in LA a couple years ago. It was called My Monster. Oh, that was okay. Before before this, that was kind of the highlight of my career, I suppose. So do you find it hard to pursue a career as an actress in Hollywood being plus size? Yes. <laughs> yes and no, again, I guess. Um, I definitely, by by no means is anyone banging down the door looking for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I, I don't feel like that's true for anyone, you know what I mean? You could be six feet tall and blonde and nobody's banging down the door looking for you. Right. Um, but... Um, yeah, it it is hard. I mean, there's much fewer castings when I'm looking looking to see what type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Looking for roles that that fit fit my type. There's hardly anything, mm-hmm. um, and that's actually what led me to to make the fat rants is because I was frustrated with having nothing to do. You know, and I thought I will make my own work. So besides wanting to make your own work, what was your inspiration for writing it? Ah, um, well, I uh, I was in, in school at the time. This was um, seven years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking a solo performance class um, where the whole 
class was set up to write your own monologue and then perform it at the end of the semester. And um, so it was it was an assignment, first off. But then um, at the same time, um, my best friend had cancer. Um, she had two brain tumors, and she was dying. Um, and she was losing ability all over the place. And it was really irritated. And I, I was irritated and frustrated to listen to myself and to other people making all of these excuses as to why they couldn't do things. Like, you know what I mean? I can't, I, I can't go. I can't wear, wear a tank top. I'm too fat. I can't you know, ride my bicycle out the blah, blah, blah. Somebody will see me. Ridiculous things. And watching my friend who couldn't physically do these things was taking no for an answer. Not taking no for an answer. Sorry. <laughs> um, so she was a huge inspiration just to, like, seize life at, at the moment, you know. It's now, totally... was she a plus five woman? No. She was, she was tiny. She was the opposite of me. <laughs> but, but it was um, just her drive for life. Yeah, yeah. I, I think especially the first fat rat is, is really about living in the present, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think... I kind of think that it, I mean, it is absolutely about that. But I think, um, or well, I've had feedback that you can kind of extrapolate it to anything that you think is wrong with you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, whether you're too short, whether you're too gay, whether you're too anything. It's, it's like, that's what you've got. Are you going to live with it or not? You know? So were you surprised by the attention and press you got from it? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I was I was shocked and really unprepared, and it was crazy for a while. It was really really overwhelming. So it was just like big media outlets, and they just found you on the internet and start emailing you, and you just didn't know if it was true or. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I um. Let me. I, how did it start? There was um, uh, an LA Times article that was written first, and that mm -hmm. kind of got the um, big media interested. And there was okay. New York Times articles and Fox News and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was hard to know, like, what was more important. And, and everyone's trying to tell you one thing. Oh, you can't do that show yet because you haven't done mine yet. And if you do mine, then blah, blah, blah. I, I, oh, really? I yeah, it was so weird. Well, they like, were trying to get the scoop from you to, be, you, to have you first on the show. Totally, yeah, yeah. And to say it in you know this really authoritative way, and so I'm like, oh God, I I don't want to make him upset. I don't want to do the wrong thing. It was it was yeah. <laughs> since that, since um, from the fat rant, I've gotten a manager, and she's really helped me a lot. And like oh, I can okay. throw things at her, you know, and I'm like, help! What do I do? <laughs> so has the success of Fat Rant helped your professional career in any way? Definitely, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, and part of the reason I made it in the first place was to to have a reel. Um, I had no idea that it would be received in this way and, and get this kind of exposure and audience that it did. Um, so it's, it, I mean, it's useful to show somebody to say, this is what I look like on camera. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how I, how I, yeah, come across. Um, but then also it's definitely open doors where, yeah, I can say, hey, look at my video. And they're like, oh, my God. A million people watched it. <laughs> so what was your inspiration for writing Fat Rant 2? Did you feel pressure to put out another video? A little bit, yeah. Um, I, I, um, I'm i on an email listserv. Um, there's a 
uh, it's, it's called FAT Studies. Um, and there's a lot of scholars out there doing academic research on in the field of FAT Studies. And um, they're all smart, 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 funny, funny people. And um, one day somebody wrote an email that was, there was some new study that said, you know, all fat people are fat because they're compulsive eaters and blah, blah, blah. And uh, somebody wrote in and was like, okay, come on, let's just, let's just lay it out on the table. Let's tell the truth for once. I am a compulsive eater. I'm also a compulsive drinker, sleeper, breather, urinator, and defecator. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought it was hysterical and um, decided to write a little script. So how was the second fat rant different from the first? Um, it was, there's less of the direct to the camera um, kind of monologizing, I guess. Um, and I think that that was something that, that it was kind of lacking. Um, and I tried to put that back in the third one. Um, yeah, so the third one, what's um, different about the third one from the first two? Well, my fabulous friends. Like our co-star is with me in the third one. Shanice oh, is in the third one. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the biggest difference, I think, is that it's not just me in all of the parts. Um, and that one kind of, it was, it's it's uh, it's trying, I, I tried to stick with the theme of, of staircase wit, mm-hmm. Um which is when you think of the perfect thing to say 10 minutes after you need it. Um, and and it, in that respect, uh, like when people are insulting you and you think of the perfect comeback right after you need it, I think the way to be, to be prepared and to like eliminate those situations is to practice and to know what you're going to say if and when somebody says something to you. So how has the latest installment been received? You've been getting good feedback? Yes, yes, they have. It's, it's, yeah, it feels really good. <laughs> um, the, the, the hits, the hits aren't. It's kind. Of, I feel sort of like I've been jaded by having that like tremendous viral video success mm-hmm. first out the gate. You know. So you think um, it's like hard to go back to number one? Um, I, I don't, I don't. I hope it's not impossible. But I think, I mean, the third video I think is around thirty thousand hits right now, which oh, is well, that's good. great. Yeah, yeah, it's great and super healthy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I wish it was a million. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get there, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> so you're also a model. So what has your major accomplishment in modeling been so far? Well, um, I have uh, most recently shot a fabulous calendar, <laughs> the flawless calendar that Shanice has put together. But you might have some um, secret. It is? <laughs> Too late now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Go ahead. Well, I'm excited about that, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I've done some, some, some catalog stuff here and there. I actually had a shoot today for um, – for Bordeaux, um, which sells out of Nordstrom. And it's funny, your first guest, I do a lot of fit modeling, how I make about half my income. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. It's really, I I really, really love it, and it's really um, given me a great perspective, even on my body image. I mean, I think I have a pretty healthy self-image to begin with, but Mm -hmm. it's really great to 
go in there and, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I lose weight, I'll lose my job. You know, right. <laughs> that's they always like kind of nice. They like you just the way you are. Exactly, yeah. And it does feel, it feels nice to be making, I think, I think in addition to maintaining your measurements, I think the longer you do it, the better you are at um, communicating what the garments need, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think, like, being able to give the actual feedback and say, you should move this an inch, this should be tighter, this should be that, rather than just standing there like a mannequin, um, being able to tell the designers what you think something should have. And then it's also kind of nice to be giving a little bit of input into the fashion industry yourself, you know. I'm like the miniature designer, you know. Right. So what do you enjoy more, acting, modeling, or writing? Uh, I don't know. That's such a hard question. I really like them all. Uh, well, if you had to pick one, if you could only do one from oh, today God. on. Uh, I think acting. I think there's a – it's. It's it's got the most immediate gratification, um, especially stage acting, um, and you know what? Even even putting videos on YouTube because people immediately within a day can see your work and can tell you whether or not they like it. Right. So, do you have advice for plus size women women wanting to break into the entertainment industry? Um. Don't. Get discouraged, I suppose. Um, yeah, there's going to be a million people telling you exactly what you need to be doing and this and that and this and that. I think it's important to have your own vision and not to um, waver from it. Um, so you yeah. should just keep keep going at it and keep pushing on and something's bound to happen sooner or later. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're not putting the work in, if you're not – yeah, behaving as if you've got what what they're looking for. Nobody's going to keep looking for you. So do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for? Um, well, uh, <laughs> um, let me think. Fly, I, huh? Right, Fruit and Fly. Um, I've, I've shot a sketch comedy pilot with a friend of mine, um, and we're pitching it around, but at the moment you can find them on YouTube um, under my YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash joinash and the number one. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think what else. I feel like I'm always so busy. Oh, I just saw an independent film. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Break. Uh, Michael Madsen's in it. He's from um, Reservoir Dogs and Free Willy are his big things. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was super, super fun. Um, and they have, the website for that is nocleanbreak.com. So do you have any plans for any more fat rants in the future, or you just go with the flow? Absolutely. I'm definitely going to make some more. Um, I'm writing one currently, uh, and the topic is the headless fatties. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the, the media news. representation? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a fat person. Chop his head off. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think about that. That's all funny already. So how can someone get in touch with you for bookings? Um, MySpace is always the best way for me. My um, MySpace is myspace.com slash joynash. Um, I read all my email there, and uh, I get back to everybody. Well, 
Thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thank you, Shanice, for having me. And everybody, if they haven't already seen the latest Fat Rant, how can they get directly to that just by going to your YouTube page? Yeah, you can Google or yeah, you can Google Joy Nash and Fat Rant, or you can go to YouTube and enter that into the search box. Um, or Staircase Wit is the subtitle for this last one. Cool. So thanks for being with us this evening, Joy. I'll talk Thank to you soon. Okay. Bye, Shane. Bye. So that was Joy Nash, the actress, writer, plus model with the Fat Rat fame, and she's just completed a third installment of her series. So if you haven't already seen it, check it out. It's really good. Everybody that's seen it uh, has loved it. And as a matter of fact, I believe uh, it's linked in this month's edition of Plus Model Magazine. So you can see it there as well. And last but not least, is Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony is a talented photographer whose work is viewed daily at one of our favorite plus-size clothing stores, Torrid. His work is colorful and lively, which matches his winning personality. Besides working for Torrid, this Los Angeles-based photographer also provides headshots, model portfolios, and commercial photography. Let's welcome Michael to the show. Hi, Michael. Are you there? Denise, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yes. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good now that I'm on the phone with you. And <laughs> I might add, I am a big fan of Joy Nash. Oh, good. Um, I Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in love with that girl. Her, her YouTube videos are like off the hook. They are. You know, you know I'm a big fan of you. Ah. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm a big fan of you. Hey, 2004. Oh. Yeah, since I first moved to Los Angeles. The time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. So, well, let's talk about you. Okay. Tell us how did you get started as a photographer? You know, how I got my start is, is a running joke with my friends. Um, when I was in college, you know, my parents were all about, you know. I Wait, speak up. I don't know. If can you hear me now? Speak louder if you can. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So. When I was growing up, I came from a traditional Filipino family, so my parents were always all about, you know, you got to get into nursing or business. So I actually kind of compromised, and I went into psychology over Caltech Northridge. Somehow, some way, I ended up working for the police department. And when I ended up in the police department, I worked in jail processing inmates. You know, how I got into photography was, and here's a running joke, is that I was doing their fingerprints and their bookings, and at the same time, I would shoot their mugshots. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we would shoot mugshots using film because this was long before digital. And so loading film these cameras, I started. I actually got intrigued by photography that way. And what ended up happening was I, it, it just became a hobby, uh, shooting mugshots, which then led to me shooting headshots. Um, I gave up. Every, I gave up all the money, you know, the good money of the police department to get into photography as a hobby and kind of part-time job. And wow. That's how I got into it. It's real weird. You know, my friends now laugh about it because I keep in touch with the police department still. And they're, <laughs> and they're still working there. Oh, yeah, they're still working there. You know, they're lifers. And they're like, 
people are always like, man, you went shoot, you went from shooting mug shots to headshots. How crazy is that? And it, it really has been a crazy journey because I've done and seen a lot the past few years. So now that you're a photographer, how long have you been shooting for Torrid? I I got recruited by Torrid uh, back in 2004 uh, when Torrid was making the big split from Hot Topic. Uh, okay. At, yeah, prior to that, Torrid was kind of known as being the plus-size version of Hot Topic. Right. So real edgy, very dark, plus were extended sizes for the customer. But what Torrid was starting to notice was when they introduced uh, some of the more pink, I guess, or girly lines, you know, mm-hmm. the more feminine uh, clothing lines that they were starting to sell, uh, they were getting popular very quickly. And so Torrid was like, you know, hey, maybe this is another route we can too, and when they did that, they needed to break from the style, so they, they went on a search for a new photographer to come in and sh- and shoot something a little more uh, female-centric, I guess you say, uh, something very stylish and very fashionable, and that's, um, that's how I got in. I got in on a referral. So before you started working with Tord, have you ever shot a plus-size model before? Actually, honestly, I've shot all kinds of different folks, but they were mostly actors and actresses. Um, mm-hmm. Before I got into it, I really, and that's how I got into the whole headshot business, because I was shooting at one point, I was shooting red carpet events. And anyone who's been in Hollywood, even Joy Nash was saying how it's, it's difficult for, for a lot of plus size women to get into the entertainment business, because it's so, especially at the time, you know, it was really all about, you know, being thin, and, mm-hmm. and everyone was trying to conform to a certain got to figure, this was a time when, like, Christina Aguilera had become, she had gained some weight, and it was all the rage, it was all, like, it was all over the news and the tabloids, where we were fighting to get pictures of her so they could make fun of her, they could post them up on the tabloids to talk about how big she had gotten. Um, it really was not something that was embraced, so a lot of the actors that I would shoot for really were, like, thick, thin, or like, just very thin, so I really hadn't encountered any plus-size models, per se, when I Except for, now I think about it, one, uh, Nisi Nash. Mm-hmm. I met her, I was fortunate enough to meet her. Uh, she's from Reno 911. Mm-hmm. And a couple other, I think she was in a couple movies too. And, you know, I really loved working with her because she really embraced who she was. She was very comfortable with who she was. And it op- at that time, it had opened my eyes to the beauty in all women. Because prior to that, I was so used to being around tiny little skinny minis that. I really hadn't learned to appreciate everyone or the beauty of all women. So, I so what sets your photography apart from others? Apart from others? You know, that's kind of a tricky question for me to answer only because every photographer's style is different. However, I think my greatest selling point is that when I'm shooting plus-size women size models or anyone in general, any woman in general, I'm really shooting them as a person. I see them as a person. I'm not seeing them as a plus size model. I'm not, I mean, there's a lot of photographers in the industry where they'll, they'll have discussions about how to shoot a plus size woman, uh, mm-hmm. how to make it look flattering. And for me, I don't really focus so much on that because when I'm shooting a woman, I'm not looking for her imperfection. I'm not looking at what to hide. I'm looking at what to expose. I'm really right. in search of her beauty, capturing her beauty, 
and showing her beauty. Because all women are beautiful, regardless of size, height, um, you know, skin color, etc. I mean, women are just beautiful in general, and that's what I'm. That's really what I'm searching to capture. But one thing about your photography, I think, um, is very colorful. Like the the colors are very vivid and pop out. Yeah, you know what? I'm always on the search for that because I really want the focus to be on the girl. So we'll try. I'll try everything in my power to make make her pictures pop. Um, mm-hmm. So I really want you as a viewer. I really want my viewers to look at the photo and really look at the girl. I mean, granted, you know, the environment, the setting behind them, that sets the tone for the, of the picture and of the photo, but I want people to see more than just the lifestyle. I want them to see the girl and see the beauty that I see in her when I'm shooting her picture. Right. So what has your major accomplishments been with your photography career? Wow, major accomplishments. You know, it's, I try not to take anything for granted. So, I mean, just the fact that Ford has, has had me here so long Mm-hmm. Really, was my greatest accomplishment because this is, this is without a doubt, the best company I've ever worked for, and I've shot for a lot of different companies and a lot of different clothing companies that I do on my freelance side. And Ford has really brought me a long way um, for the Woody brand. So, for one, my greatest accomplishment is the fact that I'm still here, um, and that and that they give me the opportunity that they've given me. My other major accomplishments, I would say, are probably some of the celebrities that I've had. For example, um, we were able to work with Leticia Jones from American Idol. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, we I was on the original team that discovered Jordan Sparks as modeled for American Idol. Discovered oh, okay. Yeah, that was great. That was a great discovery for us. And mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've had I've had the joy to work with Mia Tyler and the David Hasselhoff's daughter Haley Hasselhoff. I was the first photographer ever to give her the opportunity. Giving her the opportunity, and even her agency was like, "Hey, you know, do you think you can check her out? Um, she's a little on the short side, you know, so she's not getting a lot of work." And I looked at her, I said, "You know, what, bring her over, because I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not caring about the height. I want to see what she looks like as a person and how she's her personality." She came so, in love with her. She was awesome. And, and for tour, do you generally use more agency or freelance girls? Actually, at this time. Mm-hmm. There are some great agency girls out there, but without a doubt, there are some great ones out there. But I really want to open up the doors for our, our customers and our, and our everyday humans. So I'm always looking for, for everyone. Everyone gets into shots. You know, I review 100% of all submissions that come through to my inbox. So do you think it's important for freelance models to present themselves in a professional way just as an agency rep girl would?
person. I want to see who they are as a person. I want to see what their personality is like. And I really want, I'm really looking for that Tora Diva to come out in the world. And, and don't be shy. Never be shy. And a lot of girls out there just don't think they have what it takes. But, you know, you never, you'll never know unless you try. So we definitely need to come out with it, go full bore, and just really be the best of us to be and show the best of us. So... Do you ever receive submissions with inappropriate pictures? <laughs> it does. Um, just like uh, the girl earlier, Natasha. Was mm-hmm. that was saying? Yeah, we. I do, and it's um, it's quite crazy. Some of the submissions I do get. I think there's some girls out there who don't realize that we're a clothing company. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that we're not selling lingerie. You mean we're not focused on lingerie or um, you know toys, quote unquote. So right. I've I've had some really, really crazy off the wall submissions. And, and so when you send the inappropriate pictures, then you just knock your chance out of modeling, right? No, because I'm a firm believer in giving everyone an equal opportunity. Oh, okay. I'm, you know, I'm really I'm really adamant about and. You know, myself and Tord are, are really strong. We're very adamant about giving everyone an opportunity. We believe everyone deserves a fair shake. I mm-hmm. mean, there are some girls who are going to make that mistake of sending those kind of pictures. So what we'll do is, you know, I'll reach out to them and say, let them know, hey, thank you for, for your submission. Do you think you can send us some other pictures instead for official review? Because I'm going to go ahead and delete this submission because the content is inappropriate. And I'll let them oh. know exactly what I'm looking for because I want to really give them an opportunity and give them a chance. Know, to, to, to have an equal opportunity against the other girls we're submitting uh, to become a model. You know, well, you're one of the nicer ones because everybody else is not going to do that. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what sets us apart, really. I mean, you know, we're just very, we're just very strong about standing behind our customers and really, we really want to listen to them and really want to hear them out and we really want to help showcase them. So we, we go that extra step. And as far as I know, there aren't too many places, too, that will respond to I mm-hmm. read every single submission that comes in, whether they have good feedback or bad feedback, and I really respond to about just about 100 percent of all emails that come through. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really take the time, which sometimes can set me back. So sometimes you know some folks are getting a late reply, but I will reply to everyone because, like I said, you know nobody wants to submit and put themselves out there and not receive at least some kind of feedback. Right. So. Speaking of pictures, how can someone submit to be a model for Taurus? Well, right now we've got two programs going on. We've got year-round we have our day-to-day Taurus uh, Internet uh, model submission, and that can be found on the modeling information link at the bottom left-hand corner of the Taurus website. Um, and that's open to girls age 16 and up. Uh, but right now we're doing a nationwide, which we do annually, a nationwide model search that's going on, that was going on actually this past weekend in stores. Mm-hmm. The first program that we have is really only open to girls who are local to Los Angeles um, just because we don't cover travel, but once a year we open it up to everyone across the country to give everyone an equal shake. And that just happened in the stores this past weekend. However, we've extended entries until the end of the month, July 31st, uh, girls can go online there is a banner link on the bottom right-hand side of the Tours site that says uh, your life can change on July 18th. And 
And what the girls can do is they can click on there, and there's official rules on there that will let them know how they can submit their photo and their their application by mail mail to, to, to us here at the office. So how does the model search work once your picture is submitted? Is there like a panel of judges, or is it mainly you? No, on, on the nationwide search, uh, because this is a really big deal, see, with the nationwide search, they're really, we're really looking for a girl to be the spokesmodel, and she'll be the it girl for, 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 for the company uh, in both print and online. So there's a panel that's going to vote uh, that goes through it, and we've got some celebrities. We'll have probably some celebrity judges going on. Um, as you know, some of our celebrity, core celebrity fans, including Neil Tyler, Jordan Sparks, Letitia Jones, Haley Hasselhoff, uh, Casey Stroh from High School Musical, mm-hmm. and Nikki Blonsky from uh, Hairspray, and the Glamazons, obviously, and Beth Ditto from The Gossip. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is we're going to have a panel that will get together, and they're going to look through the pictures. And on, on around, I believe, August 22, um, our viewers will be able to go onto the onto the court site and view the photos, I guess, of the top applicants. Uh, so people can see, you know, who's been selected or who's going through, who's going through the selection process. So, but the, the day-to-day models that um, model the clothing on the website, that's mostly your choice? It's, it's myself and um, our style manager. And okay. He totally styles the girls and he's just a very strong driving force uh, within the photography team, and we will go through the submissions, and I'll usually go through the initial uh, initial screening process that I have when I'm going through, uh, through the model submission, and then Tim gives me his input on the second round. And then from there, I go ahead and contact the girls by email and let them know, hey, we'd like to meet with you, um, and these are the audition, you know, these, this is the audition schedule, and then we go from there. If they don't quite make the cut, I still send them an email letting them know so that they're not kind of in limbo wondering if we even bothered looking at this. So is there a certain size or age range you look for um, for a tourist model? For the Internet day-to-day, we're generally, because we're junior plus, we're, I'm generally looking for girls between the ages of 16 and 30 years of age. Um, in between 16 and 38? Yes, no, 16 and 30. Okay, Just 16 generally. and 30. Um, yeah, of course, you know, some of we, we do. We have had a couple of who are who are a little older than 30, although they probably would never admit it, and would probably kill me if I if I called them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you don't ask for their driver's license; they just have to look 30 yeah, or under, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to card them. Well, actually, I do card each girl because I have to make sure they're at least over 16. Oh yeah. Because of California state labor laws, I can't take any models under the age of 16. So if they mm-hmm. look really young, I do ask them for ID just to make sure before we start shooting. But um, we're, I'm generally looking for those ages, um, you know, and just because, you know, like I said, the majority of our customers are going to be within that age range. So that's essentially what I'm looking for. So ages 16 to 30 and size range. Now, size range, um, because we have to shoot our product months in advance um, in order to keep up with inventory that comes to the stores, we get certain sample sizes that come between a 14 and an 18. Mm-hmm. And generally, the, because these are samples, they're not quite cut like the final product. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a challenge because I've got to find models to fit the samples versus finding samples to fit the model that comes through. 
So I generally will look for girls who are at least five six, uh, five six in height, um, with at least and at least a dress size of fourteen. Because one thing we're trying to stay away from is we're trying to stay away from uh, other sites that may use smaller girls. And, and you know we know that's an industry standard, mm-hmm. smaller girls. But Ford is very adamant about really representing our plus size customers. So for us. We're, we are generally looking for the girl who's going to fit between a size 14 and a size 20 dress size, and then we go from there. So do those same things apply for the, the national model search? No. The national model, model search is more about personality. We're really looking for that hit girl, you know, who's got that, that sort attitude, you know. We're looking for that diva who's got, who's got it going on and who knows she's got it going on and is confident and comfortable with herself and isn't afraid to step out and be fashion forward. We really are looking for that curvy fashion diva. You know, so it's, it's, we really want to find that girl who's, who's really out there and says, hey, you know what? Sure, I may, you know, I may, I may not fit the, you know, the industry standard. I may not be conformed to what Hollywood dictates as attractive, but I am attractive, and let me show you how attractive I am. So that's really what we're looking for. So this question is off topic, but how did you get so many MySpace friends? (laughs) I actually get that asked a lot. Um, Believe it or not, I used to know Tom, who started years ago. Okay, this was bizarre. Before Tom started MySpace, Tom was an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I did some work for him in 2002 when I first opened up my own private studio. And mm-hmm. again, because of networking, someone, some way, introduced Tom to me, and he came to me, and he used to own, uh, he used to own several different companies, and he had me shoot some packaging for one of his, for one of his companies. And he said to me one day, you know, he goes, "Are you on a certain other website at the time? You know, that was like kind of like the friends networking site." Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, yeah, who's not on it? Well, he asked me, he goes, if I were to open up another site comparable to that, that's easier to use, would you join? And I told him in a heartbeat. A couple months later, he sends me an IM, sends me myspace.com, and he asks me to join. I joined it, and because I knew him in person, he, they kind of, you know, fixed it so that my profile would populate quite a bit whenever people were joining. Oh, well, so they gave you a lot of friends. Well, not supposed to give. They gave you the opportunity to meet a lot of people, you know. Oh, would they put you on the home page or something? Yeah, they put me on the home page. Then I got recruited to be on the MySpace TV, the, the first ever MySpace album. And oh. Mo- and I believe, I guess, guess the Mohawk that I've been supporting for the past four years just kind of it caught on, and it intrigued people to add me. And the rest is history, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a cool story. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, but of course, you know, Tom probably doesn't remember me anymore. You know, he's like all rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have anything new coming up we could be on the lookout for, and what locations will you be traveling to next? You know what? For 2008, uh, we're not doing any kind of official travel. However, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can always, you know, if you're ever, if your customers are ever, in, your viewers are ever in a store, a store store, and they see a mohawk roaming around. Chances are it's me because I can make it a point to visit stores when I can. And mm-hmm. I do quite a bit of traveling on my own. I'm heading to Orlando uh, this coming Friday. so I will. But be that's not tour business? That's something else? No, that's 
my vacation time, my personal vacation, but you know what? I'm going to make it a point to visit um, as many sports stores out in Florida as I can. Just mm-hmm. pop in, say hi. So, you know, if any viewers out there spot me there, please, please come up to me and say hi because I love meeting new people. Um, and if you being spotted somewhere and you see me an email later on MySpace saying, ooh, I saw you here or I saw you there, I'd much rather they come up to me in person and say hi. So tell us your website and how we can book you for photography. Um, you can go to my website. It's uh, www.8x10truth.com, which is the number 8, the letter X, the number 10, and then truth, T-R-O-O-F-F. And you can also find me on MySpace at myspace.com. And it's really long, The Real Michael Anthony. And that's a whole other story that would take way too long to explain why. And, of course, we all are familiar with Tory.com to get all the latest plus-size fashions. Yes, definitely. You know, Tory.com is your, is the one-stop shop for you know for fashions for that 12, you know, size 12 plus. Everything we have is is off the hook. It's off the chain. It's current. It's trendy. And as a lot of our viewers, a lot of your viewers, and a lot of our regular customers know, a lot of stuff is once we once we sell out, that's it. So if you really want to keep up the trend, definitely want to you know check out what we got and give it a try. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. We talked over, but when people click the archive, they'll be still be able to hear us. But we didn't talk through the the whole amount of the show. Oh my God! <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's me and you, girl. You know, we're gonna talk too way too much. <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you for joining us, and definitely keep us posted on all you're up to and all the latest with the tour activity okay. with the the model search. Well, thank you for having me, and, you know, thank you for, for all your tour love you've given us over the years, Shanice. I mean, you, you totally rocked it. You've been there. You've been there for us, and vice versa. You know, we're always here for you. So just let us know, you know. We'll, we'll, hook, we'll, we'll take care of some business and uh, get famous together, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. I'll be in touch. Okay, girl. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So... Thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening, Natasha, Joy Nash, and Michael Anthony. And tune in to our next show, which is scheduled for Monday, August 4th, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. For and more information about, their, about our show, Go on our website at www.plusmodelmag.com and click on Plus Model Radio's icon. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. If you enjoyed the show, send me some feedback on my MySpace. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.